Welcome back, everybody, to The Main Report, episode 23 on 94.3 WKYX and anywhere you get your podcasts. It's Brendan Evers here with you, alongside my twin, Jameson Evers. We are two McCracken County High School seniors, and we welcome you back to The Main Report. Um, our first guest today is a, um, a random sports guy, I guess we'll call him, uh, Ed Marlowe. You may or may not know him. Um, he's been, you know, you should know him if you're in sport or have been around sports in the first region. We're going to break down and kind of go through the first region boys and girls basketball tournament. And then a little bit of the conventional tournament that everybody else knows about. A little bit yeah, of that. March Madness slash Sadness if you're a Murray State fan. That was or if a you're a Kentucky, rough. or if you're a Kentucky fan, or yeah, if you're a Kentucky fan, it's March sadness this year too. So Ed, uh, welcome to the show. Um, we'll get right into thanks it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, th- thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. We are uh, we're happy to have you on. Now let's get right into it. They had the draws for the um, girls and boys first region tournament at Murray State University uh, on Tuesday, I believe. And, uh, you know, what was your first reaction to that? You know, on the girls' side, we had Marshall County and Graves County end up on the same side of the bracket. Well, I Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, when all of that information started to kind of roll through, uh, I was really, you know, really jazzed. Talking about the girls' side, I think the number one takeaway that I saw immediately was Marshall and Graves girls on the same side. And uh, those have, you know, been the two best teams in the region all year. And that's that's been really tough. Um, you know, I, I know that that's tough for the rest of kind of the tournament because you kind of expect, you know, those two teams to play for a championship. But the kind of cool thing about a blind draw uh, where the runner-ups can't play their district champion uh, is that you sometimes can get these weird and, and wonky matchups that – put really good teams against each other super early. And, you know, I don't want to count anybody out. I know you don't want to look ahead to anybody or really count your chickens before they hatch. But if we're going to play to chalk uh, and we're going to play to the teams that should potentially make it, then, you know, Marshall County is definitely favored against the Paducah-Tillman Lady Blue Tornado and and Graves County certainly favored against the uh, Lady Falcons. And so if those two win, they're playing for a chance to go to the championship on March 25th at 5.30 at Murray State, and that's, you know, that's tough because you just kind of hoped that maybe the two best teams uh, in the region would be playing for the championship. But unfortunately, only one of them will get to advance, which makes that March 25th game uh, really, really, you know, going to be really, really exciting. So that was my first big takeaway from the tournament uh, is seeing Graves and Marshall girls basketball. What about on the boys' side uh, when you have a first-round matchup – with Graves County and Marshall County on uh, in the first round of the boys' tournament, and the, that team them. will play in the semifinal against the winner of Fulton County and McCracken County. So that's a that's a big first game to right to off the right bat, off the bat two on the boys', on the boys side. side. There's two things that I love about that game, uh, Brendan. Uh, first and foremost, I love that it's the last game of the night. Uh, I love that it's at eight o'clock uh, on the twenty third. Uh, I, I love that that's kind of the big deal game that, you know, it's the nightcap. So it's the the main affair, so to speak. Like if you were at a concert and, you know, you saw the opening act, well, the opening act is going to be McCracken and Fulton, which should be a decent game. Brian Hood certainly has his team playing really well right now. 
as they made the first district uh, championship game by upsetting Hickman County. Uh, certainly a team that you don't really want to trifle with. Um, they did beat Graves County uh, a couple weeks ago. Now, Graves County was without a couple of key players, but it was still a huge win uh, for the Pilots. That being said, you know, that 8 o'clock game between Graves and Marshall, first of all, Graves had to win at the buzzer against Mayfield. That's how good Mayfield's playing right now. And then you had Marshall, who had swept Murray in the regular season, uh, but left a, lost a tough district game, district championship, because, you know, there was some foul trouble early, and Murray was hot from three uh, the whole game, really, really active on the boards and won the rebounding battle, and just they, they, they were very aggressive the entire game to win a district championship. So I don't really even know what to expect. I mean, you look at the record. Graves County obviously has had a better record this year, but Marshall County's healthy. And, you know, the, the, when these two teams met earlier in the year, Zion Harmon didn't play. So I, I think anything could happen. I mean, obviously these two teams don't particularly like each other. Uh, I think there's a lot of friendship, but it's just there's, a, there's definitely a rivalry. And uh, it's going to make for a really, really interesting matchup. Uh, and, again, it's at 8 o'clock. It's the last game of the night. So, you know, maybe if it goes into overtime, we're just going to get some craziness. But uh, you love to see it, as the kids would say. I would definitely say that the boys' tournament is far more wide open than the girls' tournament. The girls' tournament, with all due respect to most of the other teams there, it's Marshall and then the field with in the chance of likelihood to make the the to make it to Rupp and be one of the Sweet 16. And the boys, I could see one of five teams making it there. Yeah. With no, McCracken, I, Tillman, Murray. Uh, Graves and Marshall. Yeah, I, I really want to expand on that too because uh, you bring up a great point. I think we've seen a lot of great parity uh, in the in the first region boys basketball arena. I, I, I really two weeks ago, if you you know when I was asked by a couple of friends of mine who I thought would win, I I said Tillman just because of how hot they've been playing, uh, how balanced they are, how well they can score with you know with Eli and Shaw and. Keys and Fitzgerald and I mean, they're just they, they've got some balance uh, you know and Greg Overstreet knows you know how to win big games but I, I really probably shouldn't count out Berlin Brower what McCracken did to Paducah Tillman in the second district championship uh, not only should be commended but should be lauded I mean that what a performance uh, for the, the for the Mustang yeah dominating dominating there's there's no other word for it that's a great way to put it it was a dominant performance uh, and it comes at a perfect time. So uh, if McCracken's going to be the defending champions, that was a good way to start. So well, the one thing we know. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say. So I mean, you're right. I mean, that's I mean, that's dominant performance. And when you're playing like that in March, uh, it it sends a clear message um, that you're in for a really, really, really tough matchup uh, if McCracken is is uh, right in front of you. So going to be really interesting to see because I agree. One thing we saw last year that was really uh, interesting, though, is you b- brought up a good point with Greg Overstreet really having Tillman playing well, is um, in the regional tournament last year, Paducah Tillman was playing their best basketball of the season, uh, and they took uh, Marshall County down to the wire um, in the semifinal. So you obviously don't want to count out uh, Paducah Tillman even after after the way the Mustangs defeated them in the second district championship. You still can't count them out. One thing that I do think is... Uh, you know, crazy this year is that 
the amount of parity that you had within the sec or third and fourth districts um, with Graves, you know, there's no Callaway County in this tournament, and Hickman County was surely or was expected to come out or make it to the region. So on the boys' side, you know, the top half of the bracket, I think it's a little bit more uh, open to get there. As you mentioned, Mayfield was playing some uh, really good basketball. Um, but there's something about, yeah, that, that Murray-Mayfield game really intrigues me. Well, so I was at Joe Ford Court three weeks ago, and Murray-Mayfield playing each other, it was a tight game until the fourth quarter. And then Murray just blew it open. You go look at the score. as a 20-point win by the Tigers. And uh, Xavion Carmen, uh, their, uh, their backup center, their, 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 like their sixth, seventh man, uh, had a huge game. He was so good in the second half. And what Murray did was they did a really good job just breaking Mayfield's physicality and, and kind of like three-quarter press, you know, and, and really turned the tempo up. The and morning. as they continued to break that press, they, they were able to just find the passing lanes to inside in the post. And that's where Carmen really was effective. And, and once Mayfield started missing shots, Murray just started running out in transition and getting easy layups. And, you know, I think one of my favorite things about the boys' basketball tournament is just the amount of talent that is in the field for all eight teams. If you, you can take all eight of these teams from Carlisle County all the way down to Marshall County in the bottom of the bracket, and there are two or three just absolute studs on each team. And that's that's kind of what I like more than anything about the boys' tournament. I mean, sure, Paducah Tillman is going to be favored over Carlisle. I, I think Murray's going to be favored over Mayfield. I think McCracken's favored over Fulton. And I think Graves County is, is, is very likely – Slight, I'd say a slight favorite over Marshall, but you have just some dominant ball handlers for each of these squads, and I think that's what's really, really exciting. Uh, and, you know, somebody's going to have to get hot to win the championship, uh, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. What would you say would make Graves a favorite over Marshall? Because I would call that one more of a toss-up or maybe even give it to Marshall just because they would happen to have the best player on the court for either team. I think – for me, it's experience. Um, I'd say Graves is probably slightly the favorite because, one, they kind of already have the moxie of a win over Marshall County earlier this year. Again, it was without Zion Harmon. But John Ben Brown is really good. I'm not really sure who's going to match up against him from Marshall County. Uh, John Ben has had a really, really good season for the Graves County Eagles. Uh, Drew Thompson is a 20-point-per-game scorer. Uh, he's just as capable of hanging up three-pointer after three-pointer as much as Zion Harmon is. Uh, I'm not saying he's a better player than Zion by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying he is fully capable against the right defensive matchup to light it up. I mean, his first game at Graves County was 26 points against Lyon County and Travis Perry. And McCracken County knows how good Lyon County is. Yeah, they found, Lyon that, they County, found that out the hard way. Yeah, the Lyon County blitzed him. And, uh, and it was a huge win for the Lions program, quite frankly. Uh, because it showed that they could hang with one of the best uh, schools in the first region. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things, like, if Marshall County doesn't get somebody like Drew Thompson in check, Drew, I mean, Drew can put up 30-plus points. He did in, against Mayfield in the third district championship. He, he is certainly capable of absolutely torching defenses. John Ben Brown's a matchup nightmare for Marshall County. Uh, but on the opposite end, Graves County has got to play some defense. And uh, the tough part about it was 
Mayfield was able to really kind of expose some three-point defensive issues. Colby Kennemore was really good. D'Angelo Brooks was really good against Graves County. So if you can get physical with them, you can turn it into a basketball game. So, But I, mean, I say these things, and who knows, it may play out to be a 40-38 to 38 game. Uh, but I could see Graves County as a slight favorite if the tempo goes in their favor. They've got Marcus Isaiah, also a transfer. Uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Lucas Pig and Mason Grant. Mason Grant has had a really, really strong season, and we know how good he can be. I mean, I mean, heck, his brother, Trevor Grant, was just a stud guard, and he's following right in his footsteps. So I, 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 I just think Graves is slightly a favorite. Um, they've got a little bit of experience here, and, and they know what it's like to kind of to be in this situation uh, against Marshall County. It's, it's a hated rival, and um, – yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great crowd, that's for sure. So, uh, and, and we're just – we're treated – I think it's the best game uh, of the first round, in my opinion. So, going to be going to be a hoot and a holler. What do you think about the prospective matchups between, uh, you know, either Graves and McCracken or, you know, McCracken and Marshall in the uh, – McCracken and Marshall in the second round to even make it to the championship game? Yeah, see, that's the amazing part is – so let's just hypothetically say McCracken wins and Graves County wins. Well, then all of a sudden you've got 36, 37 wins combined between those two teams. And one of those teams is going to go to the, to the regional championship. Again, I'm not going to count Marshall out at all. I think one of the things that does play in their favor is that they can play a little bit loose. They've got a lot of young guys who uh, maybe are experiencing this for the first time and, you know, or the second time is a backup or something like that. And, uh, you know, certainly have a chance to make a run here. I, I can't count them out completely at all because Zion Harmon is beyond capable of putting up 35, 40 points and willing a team to victory. Uh, the tough part that he's faced in the district championship is he was really aggressive defensively. And uh, I think something that just kind of gets missed is the fact that his defense has improved so much over the last two or three years uh, growing uh, into the Marshall County, you know, program. And so I, I think for me in the district championship against Murray, he picked up a third foul late in the second quarter uh, with them trailing, trying to get back into the game and, and shoot themselves back into it. He had 11 points in the second half, didn't pick up another foul the rest of the way. So, you know, uh, that's the one thing that Marshall does have is, probably the best player in the tournament uh, in Zion Hartman. So, like I said, only one of them gets to advance, though, and that's what makes it that's what makes it a lot of fun. And uh, you're right. If Graves advances and McCracken advances, uh, the, two, the two teams with the highest RPI uh, right there with Paducah Tillman facing off for a chance to make the championship. So there's certainly going to be a good team sitting at home so speaking of Paducah Tillman, I think that is the most interesting matchup to me would be their their potential matchup with Murray in the second round. Now, those teams are both fairly good teams and I don't remember what happened when the last time they played. I don't Uh Murray beat Paducah Tillman by 4 in Murray. Yeah, I so I remembered that game. So, yeah, so that's that But if you're sitting on the top half of the bracket, you obviously like your chances of making it to the uh you, you like your chances of making it to the regional championship better, not having to go through uh, McCracken, Marshall, or Graves. Um, obviously, you don't want to discount Fulton County, but we 
we do expect, you know, McCracken County do, does have the advantage going into that round. But um, sure. Murray and Murray and Tillman, that could be a good game too. Yeah. So I really don't want to count Carlisle out at all, uh, just for the simple fact. I and mean, they've won four out of their last five, and that was a surprising win against Fulton County. Uh, not because they won the game, but because of how they won the game, holding Fulton County to only 37 points. They beat them 54-37 to win the first district championship. I'd say Carlisle was probably favored, but again, to win it the way that they did uh, was pretty pretty effective. As a matter of fact, they had just played Fulton County two weeks prior and beat them 66-48 in a much more up-and-down game. So the one thing that Carlisle County does have going for them right now is that they're healthy. You go check their numbers right now, and Garrett Hayden has been an absolute star for them, averaging 18 points a game. You've got Blake Elder, who's healthy and back, and has been averaging 16 points a game for them. They're both rebounding the ball extremely well, both in the five, six, six rebounds per game range, both of them shooting from three fairly well. That's an inside-outside duo that can cause a lot of problems for teams. So Paducah Tillman will certainly be focused on that. And then – uh, Jameson, you mentioned, you know, the Murray-Mayfield matchup a few minutes ago about how exciting it can be. Uh, that That's going to be an up-tempo affair. Uh, Colby Kenamore, excuse me, D'Angelo Brooks, that's a great inside-outside presence. But Murray has been getting a lot of balance with Sharquan McAllister, Grant Whitaker, Trey Boggess, and Gabe Taylor. So, uh, and then, you know, like I said, they've been getting some really key reserve baskets uh, from guys like um, – Dijon Miles and Xavier Carmen. So uh, it's going to be really interesting. I think the Murray Mayfield game, which I'll be on the call with, uh, with uh, Jeremy Bell um, that night will be, will be a lot of fun, roll up tempo. And uh, when you play at the CFSB center, you get that 94 feet, you get that extra, you get the extra size of the court. And sometimes with transition basketball, that plays a lot of advantage. One thing that I really, on the girls side, you McCracken, if you're McCracken County, um, they you got an excellent draw, um, one of the best. That's probably the best draw that you could have come up with, um, in order to have a path to the regional championship game. Um, and I, I don't know how much you've seen of McCracken County's girls as of late, um, but I know from what I've seen, Coach Civil seems to have them playing um, in their best rhythm of the year. So I haven't seen a ton of basketball. Uh, from McCracken County. I have seen a little bit. I saw their comeback. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was there on February 8th in Paducah. I believe we all spoke uh, for a little bit. Uh, that was uh, when McCracken was just coming off of its COVID protocol and came back and beat Murray in the second half behind some pretty sterile, uh, stellar play, excuse me, from a sterile play. Sterile play. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a COVID joke. Uh, some pretty stellar play. Uh, by uh, Caroline Sibbles and, and Claire, Claire Johnson. And that's, to me, uh, and Mickey. Mickey Buchanan was really, really good at that game. And so I, I think it, it is definitely a great path for them. You know, certainly this is a McCracken team that not only probably should take care of, of uh, you know, of Mayfield, but they've also – they've got to get past the winner of Carlisle and Callaway and they've beaten both of those teams as well. So I will say that this is a Callaway team that's extremely healthy right now. Ellie Carson's back, and she's probably one of the top ten players in the first region. She's just so gritty and physical. You guys probably know her from the soccer pitch. She's going to play at Bethel University. She's okay. averaging about 16, 16 17 points a game. Uh, Carlisle has, has Kiara Whitaker. They had a big win against Hickman County 
which was kind of a surprise because Hickman had swept them in the regular season. But they're playing some really good basketball right now. And, again, this is a Mayfield squad that Bradley Nanny has playing fairly well. So, But, again, McCracken has handled all three of those opponents uh, in the regular season. So, of course, I'm, I'm sure Scott's absolutely thrilled with his path uh, to the regional championship. It's extremely possible. I think what I like about uh, Claire Johnson, first of all, is her behind-the-back pass in the district championship. Are, are you kidding me? Was that the Sports Center top ten one? Uh, yeah, that she earlier in the uh, at close to the end of the regular season, actually, it was again in a game against uh, Louisville Mercy. Uh, Claire Johnson did the same thing, and it was uh, it was I was actually on the call for that one, and she kind of surprised me. Um, but it was the best way to get the pass there, and uh, that one made like number four or five on Huddle's top ten plays. That's what it was um, yeah. for that week, and so yeah, Claire Johnson. When you talk about how much she's improved just over this year, um, the the improvement has been immense. And one thing that I do, uh, you touched on it a minute ago, was that Ellie Carson will be back for Callaway County. Um, and if that's a matchup that occurs, you know, last time McCracken on the girls' side played Callaway County, they were without Ellie Carson, and Callaway came out with such a young lineup. I think there was three middle schoolers. Um, it ended up as a 65-42 pretty much domination so that won't happen again and I, I think that's one one of the important things to note here um you know going back to the boys side of it here who do you really expect to make it to the regional championship game yeah no I I think for me I'd be really remiss you know on the call with with Murray if I didn't say they had a chance to make the regional championship game and I think they've got a great shot uh, they've beaten Mayfield, they've beaten Carlisle, and they've beaten Paducah-Tillman in the regular season. So I'd say they're the prohibitive favorite to make the regional title game just based on the side of their bracket. But I know they can't overlook Tillman, they can't overlook Mayfield, and they can't overlook Carlisle County uh, if any of those are the opponents in the next round. Uh, Mayfield, of course, being the opening guy, uh, team. But I think for me, what I would love to see, I, I can tell you what I would love to see, I would love to see an all Paducah final. I would love to see Paducah Tillman versus McCracken County for the championship. Um, I think that would be absolutely phenomenal for the city of Paducah. I think it would be phenomenal for the first region fans. Uh, I think it would be an absolute blast to see that just from an arena standpoint. I know we've got COVID protocols and we've got different things in place that are keeping things distant, but you know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have a great atmosphere for that a game like that. So, like, the basketball fan in me kind of hopes for Paducah Tillman and McCracken County. I think that would just be an absolute blast. But then I say these things, and it ends up being a fourth district rematch, and it's Murray versus Marshall. So, I mean, who knows? I, I think for me, like I said, Murray is the on-paper favorite to make it out of that bracket just out of the experience that they've had from the regular season against those teams. But I think in my heart of hearts, the way that the draw lined up, I'd love to see just give me Paducah, give me the Paducah battle, the Paducah punch out. That's a, that's, that's an awesome way to put it. Now I can't remember, has that ever happened before as a all Paducah regional final? Wow. Um, it's going to, it's going to be before my time. Uh, 
I know, uh, I know we've been within a game like three times. Yeah, McCracken and Tillman haven't played for a regional championship because, you know, obviously McCracken's only been around since the 2013-14 season. But but I, we've had a – there's been an Alpaduca final, I believe, with – oh, man, that's going to be before my time. That's definitely before my time. So, I'd have to, you'd have to ask somebody a little bit older than me when the last time an All-Paducah final would be. I tell you what, you phone up Eric Chumbler and ask him. I bet you Chumbler knows. I, I, bet you, I, would, I would bet he knows. I bet you Brett, La- Brett Larimer knows. Uh, I'm sure Joe Jackson, Vince Dawson. Why don't you get one of those more seasoned radio guys to answer that question because I'm just not – I'm not cool enough for that one. I, I don't know when that, when that last happened. I just know how special it would be now if it were Tillman versus McCracken. Greg Overstreet versus Verlin Brower. Noah Dumas versus Eli Brown, Ian Hart, Ian McCune versus, you know, Landon Fitzgerald and and Mayan Shaw. Let's do it. Let's go. So, but I don't want to hype it too much because anything can happen. It's the first region boys basketball tournament and it's March Madness. And that's what's so special. That's right. And uh, we've been talking, you know, we mentioned before, there's great parity. There has been great parity among every team in the first region. Um, so it, you know, there's kind of some, as you said, it's madness. Anything can happen. Um, now let's take ha- another look at, or a look back, you know, to something completely different is, you know, the, the college basketball tournament this year. Now you've done a lot of, uh, coverage and writing for Murray state for years now. Um, you know, you've stayed very true, uh, to Murray state. Um, you know, it's kind of an off year for them, but they're not the only, uh, team in the, uh, you know, in March Madness that hasn't uh, lived up to its hype this year. So, um, you know, kind of overall, a March Madness without Kentucky and Murray State not even advancing to the OVC. Um, if you had told – or if I had told you that at the beginning of the season, would you have uh, laughed at me? I don't think I would have laughed, but I do think it's tough. Uh, you had a Kentucky team that opened the season ranked in the top ten. You had a Murray State team, <clears throat> excuse me, that was uh, – you know, that was picked to win the BCO champions of the Ohio Valley Conference. And um, I throw Duke in there, too, because Duke was in the top ten as well. Uh, yeah, Duke, absolutely, yeah. I'm glad you brought the Duke was absolutely in the top ten. And, and, you know, this is the first tournament, I believe, since, what, 1961, 62, that you don't have Duke, Kentucky, Louisville, and Indiana, I believe, uh, in the field. So, I, I mean, it's – yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a tough situation. You you've got some blue bloods that have really kind of lacked the oxygen, so to speak, uh, to make the tournament. And so, you know, going back to Murray State, just keeping it from a local standpoint, you know, that was a team that that definitely believed they had a chance to play once again for an NBC championship, and it just didn't pan out. Uh, and the co-favorites in the preseason with Terry Taylor and Austin P which Terry Taylor, of course, you know, won a, won a state championship at Bowling Green with Zion Harmon as his point guard. Um, Austin P was picked as the co-favorite, and they also went – They both, both of those teams went 10-10 and 10 in the Ohio Valley Conference. And uh, right now the only Kentucky team in the NCAA tournament is Preston Spradlin and Moorhead State. And, uh, you know, they're getting a lot of coverage right now as the only team in Kentucky – uh, in the NCAA tournament because Western Kentucky was favored to win the Conference USA tournament with uh, Charles Bassey and Carson Williams and Tavian Hollingsworth and all those guys. 
and they lost in overtime to North Texas in Conference USA, so uh, in the championship game. So they, they did get an opening round win in the NIT against St. Mary. Tavian Hollingsworth, actually, from Paul Lawrence Dunbar, uh, hit the game-winning free throws. But, uh, you know, it, so they're still playing some postseason, but, but it is odd. It's odd to not see – no, Louisville. Louisville went 13-7. and seven. They did not get in. They were the first ones out, actually. Um, and they're actually on standby if one of the remaining teams uh, ends up getting COVID. So it'll be really interesting to see kind of where they are. But they declined to bid to the NIT thinking they were going to get in the NCAA tournament, and they didn't get it. And uh, so – it's tough, but uh, it's odd. It's odd, but it's cool because we're seeing all these kind of new teams in the NCAA tournament, and I would have to think Gonzaga is the overwhelming favorite to remain undefeated and come away as champions. I don't think you should be slandering Illinois like that there, Ed. I don't think you should be slandering, oh, I'm not trying slandering to, Illinois. I, I think it's going to be Gonzaga and Illinois in the championship game, but it's going to be AO versus Jalen Suggs. Uh, and, I, I mean, again, I know upsets happen all the time, and maybe neither one makes it. But I do have Gonzaga and Illinois in my championship game in pretty much every bracket that I'm in. So I would also say that if somebody told me before the year that Moorhead State was going to be the only Kentucky team to make the tournament, I definitely would have been laughing at them. Yeah, yeah. So they opened the season getting absolutely blistered by the University of Kentucky. And uh, – they had a tough non-conference, but I remember um, when I was writing the preview for this game for the Paducah Sun, I, I for Murray State, when they first faced off at home, I, I wrote about how tough their defense was and how good Janai Broom, their their key freshman, was. And they came to Murray and they ended their 25-29, 20, 25-26 game home winning streak, one of the longest home winning streaks in the country. Moorhead State came in and just absolutely – dominated physically and won 61 to 56 held the racers to 56 points and um you know i knew then that that was like okay well this is pretty good and then they went 17 and 3 in the ovc and split with belmont in the regular season and then got to the ovc championship and just absolutely hammered belmont defensively and offensively and so you know they, they were definitely the surprise of the league they were picked eighth in preseason in, in the OVC, uh, so they were picked to barely make it into the tournament. Not only did they earn the two seed, but they absolutely hammered their way to a title. And, uh, you know, great program, great team that kind of hasn't seen a lot of success lately. Excuse me, but they stayed the course and uh, got it done uh, for Spradlin and the bunch. And so now a lot of people in Kentucky kind of rooting for them to kind of be the upset favorite against West Virginia. But it's going to be tough. Going to be tough to beat West Virginia. I know a lot of people were, you know, in Kentucky, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, if like one team doesn't make the tournament, uh, there's not usually a lot of rooting for the other team in Kentucky just because of how competitive college basketball is here. Um, but with Moorhead State, as you mentioned, they haven't had much success as of late, you know, in recent memory. So um, they're kind of a team that the whole state can pull behind and hope they win. Now, obviously, uh, they're playing in a very difficult region of the NCAA tournament as a whole. Um, so even if they do pull off the upset against West Virginia, they're going to have a, a, a tough task to even get uh, to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. So um, Moorhead State, you were, you're right. It was kind of a surprise. Um, now, 
as far as the overall NCAA tournament goes, um, what did you think? I, I know Jameson has mentioned to me before that Oklahoma State, uh, with the best player in the country, ends up at a four seed, and they had beaten uh, the ACC or sorry, Big Twelve teams that were three seeds uh, twice, both both of them, and they ended up at a four spot. They'd beat they'd beat West Virginia twice in the week before, and then they also had beat Kansas twice. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, first of all, the fact that Oklahoma State's even in the tournament, I think, is just a blessing uh, because I think a lot of people were of the notion that they weren't even going to be in the tournament this year uh, just due to allegations and, and certain things like that, NCAA sanctions and whatnot. So it's good that they're actually in. Um, Kate Cunningham. So here's what I like, okay? I will say this. I do think Oklahoma State was given a pretty decent bracket you know, and he'll get – I mean, if everything plays out, it'll be Io and Cade as the headliners. That's a, that, that's the thing is that's a Final Four game you're playing in the Sweet 16. That was what I was annoyed about. Because they could have they gotten so much – like they could have been playing Florida State or at best they're playing like Virginia, which like Virginia's here on name recognition. They should have made the tournament, but they weren't better than like – like Purdue, like they, Virginia was like the best four seed or whatever. I don't know how they split it. I just think, like I said, Georgia Tech playing Loyola. If Loyola wins, they get they get Illinois. I, I don't necessarily think it's fair that Loyola, as Missouri Valley champions, which were a two bid league, as we see Drake escape uh, last night uh, on Thursday night. I, I just don't think. I don't think Loyola even got a fair shot if we're going to keep talking about that wing of the bracket, you know, with Illinois and Oklahoma State. That's the tough part about that uh, is you've got Oklahoma State, which should be favored to play, you know, to beat Liberty. you got Tennessee, which is, you know, favored to beat Oregon State. Um, but, you know, if both of those move on, that's a great 4-5 game that Tennessee could, that could possibly win. I'd say Oklahoma State's probably a little bit of the favorite there just based on the seed line. And then – if we get Illinois versus Oklahoma State in that Sweet 16, what a blessing that would be. But I, I see your point. I see, if, you know, if Oklahoma State has a little bit better seed line, you see Illinois a little bit later down the road, perhaps in the Elite Eight or the Final Four. Because that means one – it just means that one of those teams will not be playing past the Elite Eight and they both – or past the Sweet 16 and they both have the talent for it. Now, I do want to circle back to something because I asked you about the first region boys basketball tournament. But I didn't expect you, or I didn't I didn't ask about the first region girls tournament. Now I mentioned before that Marshall County is the force of the region. Um, as Jameson mentioned earlier, they're the it's or Marshall versus the field. So if there's anyone in that bracket who could pull off maybe an upset of Marshall County, um, or give them at least a run for their money, which team do you think could do that? I think it'll be in the semifinals against Graves. Um, that's the tough part about it. And, um, you know, they, they are terrific. Uh, I was actually at the, the game that the two of them played and that's, that's one of only Graves three losses was to Marshall County at Marshall. They lost 64 to 50. Avery Myatt went off for 24 points. I mean, she was terrific, but they just couldn't get much else going around her. Some foul trouble to a couple of key guards, and Marshall County just was able to kind of run out to a fairly big lead early on. 
on a neutral floor, it might be a little bit different. But again, this is a Marshall County squad that is extremely tested. And their only two losses are to top 10 ranked teams on the road. Uh, in the opening season game against Bethlehem, they lost 67 to 60. And then on March 6th, they lost to Southwestern at Southwestern 48 to 39. And they lost by nine points and didn't even shoot that well in that game. So, I mean, and like I said, Bethlehem and Southwestern have both been top 10, top, top five, top 10 teams this season at some point. So uh, really, really good. And they, they handled Callaway with ease in the fourth district championship. But to answer your question again, I think Graves County is probably the, the, the best matchup nightmare, so to speak, the best kind of chance to really give Marshall uh, a lot of, like a lot of problems, a lot of pressure. I'm sure coach of the year, Lyndon Dunning will, will have his, uh, his troops ready. Uh, but so will Aaron Beth and the lady Marshalls, they'll be, they'll be ready as well. And, uh, you know, uh, if, like I said, if everything plays out the way that we think that it will, Graves and Marshall in the semifinal might be the game of the tournament, and it's not for the championship. So it'll be really interesting to see how that all plays out. And if you're McCracken County, you you know, you obviously, it's a tall task if they make it to the final, but you like their chances a little bit more against a team like Marshall if Destiny Thomas is with them this year, uh, who was one of the best freshmen in the entire state last year. Um, but obviously, you know, she's hurt or she's out for the year. She'll be back next year. Um, but McCracken County, they, you know, I favor them to win the bottom half of the bracket there. Uh, but Marshall County, I could see them, and I don't know if you, how far you see them going, but I could see Marshall County, the, the Lady Marshalls being a Final Four in the state team. Uh, I think it's extremely possible. Um, it's not the worst draw for the girls. I believe they drew... Uh, I want to say it's the 15th region. It's wherever Floyd Central is. Um, I can go check that real quick while we're talking. But, like, uh, you know, when you've got as much balance as the Lady Marshals have and as much talent as they have and the fact that if the three ball is not falling for them, they can go inside and score – with Sophie Galloway and Hallie Langan, and even Jada Driver can put the ball on the floor and go score. Case and Connor, one of the best two-point shooters in the state, not just the first region, but in the state. And um, see, that's that, that's what I think makes them so dangerous is they, they absolutely can shoot the three-pointer as a team. They are a good three-point shooting team, and they're a good free-throw shooting team. But when the three-pointer is not falling, they can still go get baskets. And that's what makes – them so dangerous um, is that their offense doesn't ever really die. I mean, yeah, in the two losses, they didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but they always find themselves hanging around in ball games because they can find points somewhere on the floor. Um, like I said, that's what makes them such a matchup nightmare. They're so good inside in the post. Uh, Sophie Galloway is coming off the bench for them, uh, which is nuts because right. two years two years ago, she was an all-purchase player the Paducah Sun at Graves County averaging 11 points and six rebounds a game on 56% shooting from the floor. As a sophomore, too, yeah. As a sophomore, exactly. And she's coming off the bench for them. So it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a luxury that they love to have. The team has a lot of chemistry. They're playing well. I know, the, uh, I know that a lot, of, a lot has been written about the Lady Marshals this year. I know that the field would love to knock them off. It would be a huge upset. 
Um, but, you know, I, like I said, they're the favorite. They know it, and they're going to come in and try to show it. So, um, But that's why I'm giving Graves County kind of a little bit of the nod there as the possible team uh, to kind of get that started. So – so you mentioned, you mentioned it'd be a massive upset if somebody beat them. What it was like, what's the biggest upset you've ever seen in one of these tournament settings, whether it be the softball tournament, because that's what that's what my mind went to first. In one of these tournament settings where like a, a prohibitive favorite gets beat. I think beat. you could even, I'm going to jump in there. I think you could look at Mayfield getting beat by Murray this year um, in the football playoffs. Like, that's a massive upset too. But yeah, that, that, yeah what as far as what you've witnessed, uh, Covering the first region, um, what's your biggest tournament upset that you've ever seen, whether it be or on any court floor? I think I think I, I, think, I, I think I have the correct answer though. I'll let you speak, but I think I have it. I know what exactly what you're going to say. I would say I would say the biggest upset of all time that I've seen personally um, is when Ballard Memorial softball beat McCracken. Yeah, that, that's what my mind went to as well. I'd say of any just completely overwhelmed, not the favorite, certainly didn't think that they had a chance to even hang tight with them situation. I think Ballard Memorial, I believe that was the – was that the 2017 tournament? 2016, 2016 or 2017, I remember. It was one of those, yeah. No, I think it was 2016 because it was the year before I uh, was in high school or we, we got to high school and we just saw it. And we're, uh, it was one of those where when they put it up on, I think, WPSD, I was like, hang on a second. I was like, that has to be Stop a typo. that. that. They had to have accidentally met, missed, Cause it was, you know, yeah, a typo. You're right. It was like three to two. And I'm like, that must have been 12, like 12 to three. They must have missed something there. Because I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Yeah, it was not 2016. It was, and it was also not 2017. It was 2018. I was right. It was 2018. Really? Wow. Yeah. So it was 2018 when it happened. Yep, sure was. Three to two. Because uh, that was the year Abby Shoulders and Lindsey Carroll were seniors. And let's see who else was seniors on that team. So we were in high school then. Yeah, yeah, so we, we were, were we were freshmen. We were no. we little freshmen. Yep, that's right. You know, it, it, strong senior leadership, strong senior class. Um, but Ballard Memorial played a perfect game. Uh, played right. It, it was at Murray. It was at Murray's field, right next to their high school in Murray, Kentucky. And so, uh, it it played right into Ballard Memorial's favor because it was fairly windy but it was the wind blowing in. Uh, McCracken was a power team, just dingers all day. Uh, they could hit a homer at any time during any at-bat. Anybody in the lineup had a chance to put it over the, over, the, over the fence. And they hit, I believe if you go back and you look at the box score, they hit, I would think, I think it was 18 fly outs to, deep, like to, to the deep outfield. Wow. And Ballard, Ballard Memorial had a terrific outfield. And so they just gave up fly balls. They were fine with playing the fly ball. And every fly ball, you, you, you'd see McCracken fans kind of gripping at the fence like, is this a homer? And it was not. And a late, a late error, allow, or actually an early error, excuse me, 
allowed for Ballard Memorial to score two pretty pivotal runs to kind of give them a lead. And McCracken had the bases a bit juiced late and um, a botched bunt. If you, if you were to ask Tony, Hunt, Tony Hayden about it, a botched bunt would have, you know, that bunt would have tied the game, but instead it was an easy out for their infield to, to end it. And Ballard's fans lost their mind. And, and that was the end of the season for McCracken. And that, that to me, I think was probably, you know, that was their first ever defeat in regional history was in the regional tournament against Ballard Memorial. I would say that's probably the biggest upset that I've witnessed any sport at any time. I've seen some upsets in basketball. I've seen some upsets in football and, you know, and, and, but to me actually witness it, uh, Ballard Memorial beating McCracken County in, in softball in 2018 is the biggest one for me. Sorry, McCracken softball players, if you're listening. Yeah, I'm- yeah that's, those are probably some not, yeah, aren't the best memories in the world. They, you know what? At this point, they've probably turned the podcast off. Yeah, welcome to the main report. Sorry about that, but it just—it is what it is. And look, here's what I did right, and I wrote about this in the Paducah Sun. McCracken County softball has done nothing but improve other softball teams, and I want to—I want to make that very clear. Because a team was so dominant, it forced other teams to get better. It forced other teams to improve, uh, whether it was facilities, work ethic, regimen, hard work, offseason, whatever it was. McCracken's dominance in softball only made other programs want to get better, want to improve. And I always find that to be uh, a nod in the right direction, uh, at least to, to, to McCracken County. Yeah, they didn't like that they lost that game in 2018. Yes, they were upset. Yes, it was frustrating because at some point it was bound to happen. Um, take, for instance, this past year in volleyball. I know McCracken County still hasn't lost a match in volleyball, but Paducah Tillman showed that it was at least capable of hanging for a little while by taking a set from McCracken, the first time ever in first region history. That's, my, that's, that's what I always think about when those types of things happen, that McCracken helped make that happen because they've been so good for so long that other teams, other coaching staffs, they've, they've had to get together and they've had to be like, how do we get better? How do we improve? How do we get past this somewhat impossible roadblock? Here's how we do it. So I, that's what I liked about Ballard Memorial that year. They had to figure something out. They had to get better. They had to improve. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of years later, Hickman County getting a big regular season win against McCracken County against, you know, in, in some extra innings. It was, so big for that small school to make that happen. So, you know, like I said, it starts with it starts with McCracken County and 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 everybody else wanting to improve. And that's what I've always liked about, you know, high school sports. You know, how do you get better? You go to work. Now we've covered basketball, so you know, um, baseball and softball season are coming up, and we were just hinting at a, uh, you know, the softball side of it. But on the baseball side of it, I know the McCracken County Mustangs are. Uh, you know, projected to be very, very talented this year. Um, and Coach Hobbs, one th- one of the things he told me is that he's got a perfect record now uh, because he still hasn't coached a game. So he's got statistically. So he's like, after I get my first win, I'll have the uh, I'll have the best winning percentage in the entire state, and then I'll retire immediately. But yeah, when you when you when you preview uh, softball and baseball in this region. Um, who do you think a sleeper team is, and then who do you who are the favorites? 
Man, that's tough. And so here's here's the one thing that I will say. Number one, I'm actually really excited. I think I'm still going to reach out to some of the baseball and softball coaches over the next couple of weeks. Uh, the season starts for most teams March, uh, March 30th. I mean, we're 12, 10, 11, 12 days away from the regular season starting. Uh, number one, shout out to Hobbs. Uh, when I worked the Murray Ledger in Times, I actually covered uh, his Callaway teams um, that, you know, and and matter of fact, one of my favorite district, you know, favorite regional championships uh, was, uh, I believe, in 2016. I think that would be right. Was it 2016 or 2015? It would have been 2015, excuse me. In 2015, when Callaway, a uh, ragged Callaway team, good players, but just, you know, were, you know, didn't exactly have the greatest record, uh, pushed McCracken County uh, in the regional championship at Marshall County. That was such a terrific game. But, um, you know, a year later, Hobbs would end up being an assistant under Gino uh, at, uh, at, at McCracken, so Gino Miller. But I think for me, it's hard to pick a favorite right now. I'd say McCracken County for baseball and Marshall County for softball just because they're the defending champions from two years ago. But I think the one thing that's going to be so interesting to see this year, guys, is the possible amount of parity in those sports as well because these teams have been waiting to play for a year and a half. I mean, we've had essentially a year off. I mean, the teams were working out. Don't get me wrong. I wrote several features about it last year about how, well, I guess we're just going to go back to the drawing board. We're going to work out for a year and just get better and get stronger. But a lot of these underclassmen are now ready, in my opinion, for leadership roles because they just haven't had a chance to get out there and play baseball and play softball at a competitive level. They played some travel ball last summer. And, you know, we still had the developmental league show up. Uh, from the Kentucky prospects. That was a cool series. But as far as high school baseball and softball is concerned, we haven't seen a live bat matter in almost two years, you know, and two years ago, McCracken County baseball and Marshall County softball were, were the champions. And so both of those teams return uh, a considerable amount of talent. Uh, so I've got to list them technically as the favorites, but we haven't seen it in two years. So who knows what's going to happen. We're going to have some 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 sleepers really kind of appear out of nowhere because they've legitimately been sleeping for two years. And uh, I think that's probably the most exciting thing. We might see some really surprising box scores as the regular season matriculates over the next few weeks. And that is Ed Marlowe. Uh, uh, what did we refer to him as before the show? A random low guy, a random, random sports, sports guy, random sports, sports guy. random, random sports guy. If I had to pick, you asked me the question of sleepers. I, I think, uh, for you know, Marshall is probably the prohibitive favorite. The amount of senior leadership they return for softball, but I think McCracken County certainly is going to roar with a lot of young talent under Tony Hayden and, and those guys. I also can't count out Graves. We know how Graves how good Graves was uh, under Scott Tucker a couple of years ago. Uh, obviously, another tough memory for McCracken County softball when they got kind of uh, walloped a little bit there in the regional tournament. Uh, it's a situation where they're going to be a lot younger than people think, and they're going to be really, really talented uh, on the softball field. Graves County. I think Graves County and McCracken certainly are going to be in that mix. I'm, uh, Ariel Fox is terrific. Uh, Allie Hutchins had a killer offseason. Uh, and I know Allie Hutchins is really, really good. I'd have to think those three teams, Marshall, McCracken, and Graves, are going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. And then as far as baseball is concerned, uh, you can't count out Paducah Tillman. I know they've been itching to get on, you know, the field with uh, 
uh, Manny, you know, and, and Jermaine Donald. And uh, I think they've been trying to, you know, really rally around him and, and get on the get on the field and show what they can do this year. But it's going to be hard to count out, uh, you know, a team like a team like Mayfield or a team like Callaway uh, for baseball and Murray. You know, the fourth district is going to be Marshall, Callaway, and Murray, and that's three really good baseball teams. So. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing who kind of the the CD upsets will be, though, because, you know, like I said, McCracken baseball is probably the favorite as the defending champion, and Marshall, the softball champion, is a defending favorite. But I, I just, you know, it, guys have been trying to develop. Guys and gals have been trying to develop now for, for 18 months, and somebody's going to show up, uh, I think, on both the girls' and the boys' side that's going to be really surprising, and I'm really looking forward to seeing who it is. I think just one thing all we can all agree on is that just I I can't wait to go to a high school baseball or softball game and just see the competitiveness again with all of them you know getting that first time back in you know into the the sports that they all love and I think that's going to be great now I do want to speak briefly with Jameson before the show ends we got about a minute left I think they the way the way they've done it. Um, was probably the best way they could. They give every student 10 tickets. Uh, I think that's another great thing is there won't be really a shortage of how many family members you can have uh, with what they're doing. Um, so I think that's great. So the signups will go out on Monday, the March the 20th. No. Um, March May, 29th. March 29th. So not this coming Monday, the Monday after. Um, and that's when you can pick your date. Um, that's our show for today, everybody. Um, I'm Brendan Evers. Uh, the guy sitting to my right is Jameson Evers. And uh, Ed Marlowe was our guest today. We thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Main Report.